Hello. Oh. All right, welcome back. This is the Day Before Podcast. We are back from our winter solstice break. The winter solstice break? No, that's I, not I think was. you have a misunderstanding of what the solstice is. Yeah, I don't know. I was, I was just kind of <laughs> freestyling it. I didn't. Don't don't say words that you don't understand. I, I, yeah, you're right. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> what is the winter solstice? That's the shortest day of the year. Yeah. yeah so okay, well, I was right. Anyway, I mean, it did occur while we were on break, so <laughs> technically, you're facts. not wrong. Yeah. That's facts. Yeah, right. we took a break to recognize that as an important day. Right. Right. Um. So, as you can tell, it uh, I'm your host, Brandon. You can call me Buckets if you please. I'm going to bring that back in 2020. Zach Newsom, a.k.a. No Nickname, is here. Yes, sir. We got Chili Dip, Ty Hancock, smoothest voice in podcasting, who's here with us. Back at it. Coach couldn't be with us here today, um, but... Notably absent. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this time he'll have a mic, though, right? Yes, he will have a mic. Yeah, so he'll be back and he'll be back... In full force when he is back. Yes. We got big, big news for the podcast. Yes, yes. We are in a brand new podcast studio. Um, it still smells like construction. It's got so. it's got new podcast room smell. Still has a ladder in here. I mean, yeah. that's how new the construction is. Yes. So we got mics. We have uh, editing bay, which I'm actually in. So I'm not even in the same room as these guys. It's pretty know. wild. We're looking at him through a window. He's got a computer in front of him. He looks like an official producer. It's this is officially a day before production at this point. Like yeah, now, it's now it's official. it's official. Yeah, and we should have we should have video Hopefully coming soon. soon. Hopefully coming soon. soon. So the so. YouTube channel we had the interview with Greg later. That's already up. You can go check that out. I think we have like 20 views maybe, but that's okay. Um, so the plan is to hopefully get all of these episodes with audio dropping on Wednesday and a video on YouTube dropping on Wednesday as well. So you can really pick the platform you want to watch it. Do you want to hear us? Do you want to see us? Um, we can kind of give you all that you can ever want or ever need. Well, who wouldn't want to see us? That's what I'm saying. I yeah. think that's really what's it's been not like we're faces made for radio yeah. here. <laughs> the only the only request I have for video. Is that it's not like top down? I don't want to see him like my bald spot on no, top no, of my no. head. No, no, no. Yeah, it's it's got to be like you straight see the on. camera in the corner right yeah. there. It's like, yeah, it'd be all right. Like the classroom setup. I think it'd be good. I'm excited for it. Yeah. So, this is going to be episode 24, part one. Um, this will be our little tribute um, to the passing of Kobe Bryant that happened early Sunday morning. I think it. Took everybody by surprise. I know I heard, I found out, I got a text from um, one of our classmates asking if I'd heard this Kobe Bryant news. And it wasn't official yet. And, you know, we had a couple years back where they were doing a lot of hoax deaths with celebrities. So there was definitely some time that passed uh, before it started to come in. You're kind of realizing, like, okay, this actually might be true. Um, so I guess, how did you guys hear about it, and what were your initial thoughts? Well, I heard from you. Same. Uh, yeah, I heard you, it from you. You texted the the <coughs> podcast group chat like yep. really shortly after the news broke. Yeah. So whoever texted you was on, was on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was sitting in church, and uh, looked down at my phone because I'm a sinner. <laughs> I thought you said because I'm a center for yeah. a second. I was like, okay, <laughs> but yeah. And I had like 
like eight texts that I hadn't read. I opened it up and it was, you were like, Kobe died in a helicopter crash. And then Ty was like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I was like, wait, wait, like what's going on? So I Googled it. And of course, TMZ was the one that was really reporting it at that point. So, you know, no disrespect to TMZ, but they are kind of a, a tabloid and not always super accurate with their reporting um no disrespect to them is fine don't worry about it yeah anyway um they they i don't know i mean they they had the the report fairly accurately compared to some other stuff that came out later we'll we'll get to a a little bit later in the program but yeah that's how i found out i was sitting in church and got a text from you and then verified it on google and it was you know sitting next to my wife and i showed her and both of us were just kind of dumbfounded like is this for real like Kobe's 40, 41 years old. I mean, yeah, it's, it's nuts. Yeah, I was a baseball practice um, here at Oregon. Uh, yeah, just baseball practice. I was out in the bullpen catching catching some of our pitchers, and I got the text from you, and I was just like, no, I don't believe it. And then f- like 30 minutes later, one of our assistant coaches came into the bullpen, and he, was, he asked me if I had heard the news. And so that's kind of when I was like, all right, so this – actually is probably accurate and same thing as Zach said he googled it found out it was true it was horrible etc cetera, etc cetera. and yeah just just bad news all around and uh, at the end of practice we had kind of a solemn meeting together some of the some of the people in the plane crash or in the helicopter crash had some ties to Oregon um, so on top of the Kobe tragedy there was some uh, ties to the baseball team and that uh, had some effect and so we just had kind of a, a little meeting out in the outfield and uh, just discussed some things and had kind of a personal moment and uh, yeah just a just an absolute tragedy on, on all fronts and it's just uh, there's no nothing good comes out of that no and and you know being a sports podcast obviously the focus is going to be probably on on Kobe uh, coming from our perspective but it shouldn't be lost that there were nine people that that died in this crash. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah I mean, it's it all all around just a, a really horrible, horrible day. I I was talking to uh, to Helen, who's the the women's distance coach here, and she was saying that you know it kind of had like a like a nine eleven type vibe to it. I mean, obviously, like that's much larger scale, but like just the the atmosphere kind of the the damper it put on everybody that day was i mean it was like really really surreal almost well i feel like i feel like there were while kobe was playing and while he was alive i feel like there were varying opinions of him people liked him disliked him um but i think where a possible parallel to 9-11 could occur would be everyone kind of came together after the fact and was like this is a tragedy no matter who it is um if you liked him or disliked him while he was playing that that's not the point here the point is that life is precious and that we got to celebrate uh, the ones we love and and appreciate the people that we have while we have them um and i think if there is a parallel to be made with uh 9 i think i feel like that would be it that the outreach that you see on Instagram, Facebook, all of the social media platforms, the news, everything is about um, not taking things for granted and also uh, just appreciating those that you have around you, greatness that you see around you, um, 
and and everyone has just kind of come together at that point and i think that's i think that's a good thing yeah i yeah. mean you, and you never know you never know when something like this is going to yeah. happen so. um and it's crazy because if you think about um kobe bryant hasn't met you know 99% of these people oh absolutely um, yeah and you see that this has kind of had an effect around the world um i saw um one of those i think it was real madrid um i think sergio ramos was wearing a kobe bryant usa jersey at practice i know they were erecting a mural on a basketball court in the philippines philippines yep um and so he just had an effect on a ton of people and growing up as a warriors fan when the warriors were really bad um you know kobe being in the division it's like oh i hate kobe you know right but i think as i got older and and really became a fan of basketball you just you just have a genuine respect for what he did um and the player that he was and you know his work ethic and you know i came across the story of why he started taking the helicopter to practice and it was because the helicopter got him to and from practice i think in 15 minutes and it allowed him when he was home you know to catch his the plays um that his daughters were having or to pick them up from school and that he made sure he told his wife that when he was in town he wanted to pick his daughters up from school because they travel so much for work and things like that so it wasn't even necessarily a selfish reason why he did that and you would never expect because he you know he takes a helicopter probably more than anybody i don't know anybody that's ever like rides in a helicopter so he probably takes that more than any normal human does and so it's just kind of crazy that you know you have something tragic like that happen um well, and i, I mean, guess he was also using it to help the other families yeah. that are a part of the travel basketball team to get there on time and probably allowed those families to have similar experiences with their families you know allowed them to be with their family more um yeah i know that the the head baseball coach coach altabelli was his name i'm head baseball coaches spend a lot of time at the field and a lot of time away from family and i'm sure that he was grateful that kobe was allowing him to fly in the helicopter with him to these games so that he could have more time with his family so that he could uh, be there for his daughter's games etc and so i it it is definitely not a selfish way to to go about using your helicopter <laughs> i mean yeah no yeah it's just it's just bad news and uh, so yeah i mean i spoken zach's dad he's talked about flight conditions um when he flies and he's very particular about the conditions and they did say that it was extremely foggy that mm -hmm. day and yeah it just you know there wasn't a lot of visibility and they were told to rise very quickly and then you know they turned and you know they turned into the mountain so yeah the the LAPD actually had grounded their helicopters yeah. that, like, they weren't flying that morning cuz it was too foggy um i mean he did receive clearance to fly and he yep. was he was trained the pilot was trained or he was like qualified to train people to fly in those conditions yeah. um so i mean obviously there's an investigation going into what happened and it sounded like there was maybe some sort of mechanical failure that was um that combined with the weather conditions just really made for a, a storm of, of unfortunate. And instances. it's like, it's like this was, it's like almost like they didn't do anything wrong. They had yeah. clearance, they had clearance to leave. The pilot was trained extensively in flying in those types of conditions, had done it before. 
He was even trained to teach other pilots how to fly in those types of conditions. Kobe wasn't on some secret rendezvous with another person that he shouldn't have been meeting with. No, he was with, he his, was with his family. He was with other people trying to help them out. It's like every aspect of this event was good-natured and done the right way, and then it just it turned out to be a tragedy, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just when it's your time, it's your time. And that's what I think, and that's what I think it comes down to. When it's your yeah. time, it's your time, and, and nobody knows when it's their time. Um, so that's why everyone's saying live it while you got it. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, yeah, so – Zach mentioned TMZ was the first people to break it. Um, there were reports that it was Kobe by himself. It was reports that it was Kobe and and the pilot and the pilot. Kobe was flying. There was reports that it was his Kobe and his entire family. Kobe and his four daughters yeah. without his wife. Yeah. I mean, it with was his wife, Rick Fox somehow got thrown into there. Um, I think it was it was. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna put these people on blast. It was ABC. They had a an anchor who reported live on the air that Kobe and his four daughters were killed in the crash. I mean, like the the media was completely irresponsible with how they were reporting this, um, just trying to get get the scoop essentially, rather than than focusing on accuracy and and with you know when a tragedy like this happens, I I get the the impulse to try and get the news first, but you know be respectful and make sure you're getting this right, and especially. You know, somebody, I don't know who, nobody knows who, it's an anonymous source, leaked this to TMZ before Vanessa, Kobe Bryant's wife, was notified that this happened. I think TMZ was there when they, like, I think TMZ, like, had pictures. Like, they had their photographers out there, and so they knew Kobe was on that flight, or on that helicopter. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it, I don't think it was like I don't think anybody like the police broke that or anything like that. I think TMZ no, 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 knew, I don't think and the then did. when they went down, they just reported that he it was him. Right. So, but regardless, I mean, it's it's irresponsible for if there was a source, it's irresponsible for the source. It's irresponsible for TMZ to be putting this out there before his wife and the rest of his family could be notified. I mean, that's to as somebody who's had a an immediate family member pass away. If I were to find out about that, obviously I'm not in the position to find out about that over the over the news. If I were to find out about that because somebody saw it on the news and texted me and were like, hey, I'm so sorry, I would be like, you know, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then they'd be like, oh, shoot, like, you don't know? I mean, come on. Like, there's no, that's no way for somebody to find out about, about this. Yeah, I think I, uh, I read this morning that she was actually getting her nails done and somebody came up to her. Um, and and broke the news that way. Well, I don't want to. Um, I don't know. I I feel like this is a. I don't feel like this is an isolated incident. No, no, not I feel at like all. this has happened a number of times, and not with not only in respect to deaths. It happens with a lot of different types of news. Um, and I think it goes to show where the motives of many media platforms lie. And it's in being the first with any type of outlandish news. Doesn't have to be accurate, doesn't have to be full of truth, just has to be the first, and it just has to be noteworthy. Um, and I think that that is 
irresponsible and dishonest, and I also feel like it can cause much more damage than just waiting, finding out all the facts, and then reporting on it. I mean, even even within the sports world, something as innocuous as as trades, you know. I mean, exactly. Yeah, athletes find out on Twitter more more than they find out from their own front office that they've been traded. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. It's no, it's it's nasty. It's disgusting. I yeah. think that it's you have to. Con- I think that there should be um, at least amount of respect to say like, how would I want somebody that I love and care about? Like, how would I want to find out about that? You don't have to be first in reporting that somebody passed, right? Um, especially, or just because it's a big name celebrity right Kobe Bryant and his daughter are going to overshadow the remaining people on that flight because they were famous and well I guess they were famous and you know the rest of those people were you're kind of they weren't famous they weren't superstar athletes now they're you know you said it was one of the head baseball coaches and he had ties to Oregon and some of the Oregon players so like it's not that he was an unknown name but in no comparison, and, you know, he's not going to be the mainstream doesn't know who he is. And so we shouldn't be so quick. And everybody wants to, you know, remember Kobe. And that's great. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But, you know, these are still people. Um, these people all have families. Mm-hmm. They have people that care about them. And, you know, it's, I think, more important and to have some respect because if if you're an ABC, if you're a TMZ, if you're an NBC, CNN, all these major outlets, people have, people are going to go to their sites that they're going to go to. So if you, if, if I see that something happens with a sports celebrity, you know, I'm likely to just go to ESPN. I don't think you reporting it first is going to do anything different for me because you're going to have all the pieces that are written on it anyway. And you're going to have all your sports writers talking about it and, any stories that they might have. So there's going to be plenty of content for you. Um, so to just kind of, you know, try to profit off of somebody's passing. And I saw people, there's shirts that are rest in peace, like three hours after, you know, the incident happened. Like all that is disgusting. No, it's sick. Yeah. Just looking to capitalize on it. Y'all can get out of here. Like I did, you know, there were some, some good things to come out of this, you know, business wise. Um, there, there was a florist. I saw this on Twitter. There was a florist yeah. in LA, um, where somebody went to buy purple and gold flowers, um, to bring to Staples Center. Yeah. And she, she was like, is this for Kobe? And the guy said, yeah, it is. Um, and then she didn't charge him. Yeah. Just like this, this for LA, you know? So, I mean, there, there were good, good aspects of that too, but I mean, it's really, if there's a helicopter crash and nine people die, that's a newsworthy incident, regardless of who's in it. Yeah. Like, you don't need and and they did wait until everybody else was notified to confirm who yeah. was there uh or who was who who had died other than Kobe so i mean i, I think that you owe celebrities the same kind of respect as yeah. you would anybody else and um yeah i saw that nike both i've seen that they've sold out of all the kobe gear and that they've also pulled kobe's gear yeah i saw that they stopped selling kobe gear yeah yeah um and that's, I believe it was the designer for Kobe's shoe line that he worked with, um, who made the statement saying that they were pulling the gear and really con- considering how they wanted to move forward with uh, that line, um, which I think is, 
is a very honorable thing to do and that's you know obviously all that stuff is going to sell right now um but i think for them to really take a long and hard thought like really think about what they want to do moving forward is is respectful and you know they don't want to make it seem like they're just kind of trying to profit off his dad by pushing anything new i think there was a release coming soon that, that that is i guess at least postponed um but i guess yeah what do you guys think should they about that pull it forever or no i don't think i mean and and the reason i don't think they should pull it forever is less about the profit but more that people are going to want the gear to remember kobe yeah you know and i think that i don't think they should take that away from people who who were fans of kobe and who are going to want to remember him um i think it's important that the gear be re-released at some point um I mean, also, just side note for from a s- sustainability standpoint, like to just have all that excess inventory is yeah. not not good. But yeah, um, no, I think it's honorable to you know kind of take a step back, let the situation breathe a little bit. Um, I, there's a lot of talk going around about you know people want the NBA to change the logo or they want 24 and 8 to be retired league wide, and I think that's coming from a really emotional place. And this is not right. to you know lessen those emotions, but I think once you take a step back and kind of, you know, let things settle down a little bit, some of those opinions will change. Yeah. They do need to change the logo, but I don't know if this is the right time. I think that uh, Nike specifically, I think the Kobe line of products will probably turn more into like a legacy type line. Mm -hmm. Um, Still performance based because that's That's what Kobe was was all about. Yeah. And that's who he was. And they'll probably want to continue that. Um, but I think to just con- discontinue his products altogether would be a disservice to his fans and to what he would want. And I'm I'm not someone to be inside the mind of Kobe and say what he would want or not. But yeah. knowing who he was and knowing just listening to a couple of little uh, excerpts and blurbs about him. Um, I mean, he wanted to be remembered as somebody who gave it all all the time on the court, was yeah. a competitor. And I feel like. Uh, just to discontinue or take away his line would be uh, something that would detract from his name and, and wouldn't help the other people remember who he was and, and, and be able to remember in their own way. Now, taking it offline right now and not profiting off of that, I mean, I, f- I feel like it's an integrity move. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's how they were going about it, but I feel like it's it's good. They weren't – they're not looking to – they're not looking to make a move or they're not looking to they're not like producing a bunch of new exactly, stuff you know exactly. i mean, it's I mean ev- eventually a shirt is going to come out with kobe's face on it eventually uh something is going to come out with mamba on it from nike and um, that's okay and that's fine I, yeah. and yeah it's totally fine but it's i think it's going to be in respect to him as opposed to hey we need to make this because there's a billion dollar opportunity out there right now yeah you know They've got plenty of billions, and well, I think they're yeah. right now. They're in the business of of being respectful to someone who they've partnered with for many years. Yeah, over, over a that, decade. I was gonna say not know? only that, Kobe yeah. has made them millions. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, it's yeah. like they don't they don't need to profit off him any more than they already have. Um, so I I think when they do re-release stuff, it's going to be as a as a tribute to him rather yeah. than a an exploitation i guess and it will sell out like it it'll, will it'll yeah. be gone it will for sure and that's that's okay too but i don't know maybe maybe they'll find a way to do something with those funds that's different than yeah. 
than what they traditionally do well, uh, as far as investing or, or maybe go to one of Kobe's charities or yeah, I know Ticketmaster yeah. um, is the Clippers and Lakers game that is scheduled for we're recording this on Tuesday those who don't know but um, the game that is postponed and I think Ticketmaster all the profits and proceeds from that are going to the Kobe and Vanessa Bryant Foundation yeah yeah um, but yeah so I guess we'll leave it with um, just do you think 24 and or 8 should be retired throughout the league um, I guess we can just go quick yes or no uh, first before we do yes or no are there any other numbers that are retired throughout the league or not, I, I, not not in I don't know. Not in basketball. No. The only ones that I know are is forty two in baseball. In baseball. As, as, yeah. as right. far as I know, that's the only league wide yeah. yeah. retirement. The only one would probably be Jordan and he's not. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean that's it it's it's hard. I mean, I think a lot of it as far as league wide retirements has to do with off the court or off the field contributions to the game more than anything they did i mean as great as jordan is i still i i would argue that 23 shouldn't be retired league-wide not Um, now i think if you had done it years ago maybe but at this point no i don't Um, know personally i i would vote no um but that's not in disrespect to him right uh i mean he has both numbers retired by the lakers which is where he spent his entire career so i mean that's obviously justified but no i i I don't think it should be a league-wide retirement. And I think it's fine for teams to make that determination themselves. Uh, you yeah. know, I mean, the Mavericks, <clears throat> yeah. I, I think Kobe had a more personal relationship with Mark Cuban. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, I can see where he's coming from with that. Like, you know, he that's Mark Cuban paying respect to Kobe Bryant yeah. rather than the Mavericks necessarily as a whole. Now, some players will probably choose not to wear those numbers um, out mm-hmm. of respect to him, but I also think that some players would choose to wear those numbers out of respect to him, and yeah. I think that they should have that opportunity. That's you know one thing with baseball is I almost wish that forty two wasn't retired so that people could wear it as a tribute. You know, I mean, I know that everybody could be wears like it. An honorary. Yeah, it could be like an honorary. Yeah. You know, somebody feels like they've earned or it could be at the discretion of the team if they feel like somebody's earned that or nah because you can't have you can't have somebody like be a bum (laughs) because it's like no you gotta because like even even like okay let's take even albert pujol someone who was great in st louis and then he goes to the angels and he's just not the same player (laughs) i don't know yeah don't do that (laughs) no i'm just i'm just i don't i don't think i'm for a league-wide retirement but like I, I agree with Zach. Up to the teams, what they want to do. Up to yeah. the individual players. Like I like that. And if if a player is garbage and he's wearing one of Kobe's numbers, he's gonna hear about it from other players absolutely. too. Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, it's not like it's gonna go unnoticed. So, um, quick point, bringing back to the Nike. I think that Nike should continue Kobe's legacy in this sense. Kobe has done a lot with women's basketball. Um, he recently did an interview where he said he felt there were some WNBA players that could play in the NBA right now just because they're skilled enough and talented enough to do so. Um, and there was a push for that. Um, Gianna wanted to go to UConn, and her jersey was uh, – they made a jersey for her at the UConn-USA game yesterday. Um, and so I think that that, that should be the focus, um, really – 
taking time to make Kobe's line really just a, almost like a pro women's line and really focus maybe if it's not just colorways but really taking maybe some of those proceeds and, and putting that towards developing the women's game whether that be the WNBA or at a youth level um, and really finding a way to integrate those two moving forward because I think that's one of the big pushes that he had um, and he was very supportive of the w, WNBA specifically and so um, I think that would be a great way for them to kind of bring his line back and and make that a, a way to help push that game. I think Kobe is a really, really good and poignant example of how people can grow and mature. Absolutely. Um, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not going to speak ill of the dead. Um, shout out to Joe Budden for that. Yeah. But Kobe did have some uh, – you know allegations brought against him and and you know some he was an asshole no no i mean there was some bad there was some (laughs) there was some really bad stuff on on and off the court early in his career you know when he was young um but i think his legacy we, we were just starting to see him really start to to leave behind a really positive legacy um after he retired particularly with women's sports yeah um you you look at his uh his relationship particularly with gianna um and and the rest of his family you know i think he really put them first towards the end of his career and in retirement you talked about how he started taking the helicopter so he could spend more time with them um that's not something you saw from him early on in his career um but as you know as he grew and and he matured and and you know people make mistakes um i think it's important to remember that that people can come back from stuff yeah, that that happens, or and that I think they do. you saw that. Yeah, in the latter ends, where you know he wasn't the same player, you started to see him smile on the court, and I think the whole having this kind of year long farewell for him, um, it really opened him to being a different type of player. Like we know that he can be the killer. We know that he doesn't care about anybody. Nick Young talked about how he broke his thumb in practice and Kobe thought he was playing, so he slapped his thumb and would pass the ball to him extra hard because he thought he was kidding. <laughs> um, but then when he found out that, you know, he really did break it, he was the first person to talk. He was the last person he talked to before surgery. He was the first person there to see him afterwards. Um, just stories like um, Lou Williams said they lost to Portland and he took all of his shoes away from the people wearing them because he said they were soft. <laughs> um, and so you hear stories like that and then towards the end of his career it's just really embracing the game really embracing other players and you know he spent time with a bunch of the young guys um, kind of helping them with their game as he was retiring and, and you know when he moved out and so and he, he's and he continued to be a mentor yeah yeah I mean he mentored Kyrie Irving um, yeah. I know he was really close with him um, and then right here at Oregon he you know reports are out there that he was talking to Sabrina Ionescu yeah two three times a week um and he was just around that program a lot yeah it's he definitely you know found a way to to leave a positive impact uh despite you know early on a lot of people hated him um for both because he was because he was good you know as a as a trailblazers fan like everybody hated kobe because he was just so freaking good all the time um but i mean because of his off off court stuff too i mean people really held that against him for a long time and i think he found a way to move past that and and start to to leave a positive impact with people yeah well um again this is just 
it's tragic news. Um, I hope this isn't just a, you know, couple days where people, you know, get really like, you know, reach out to people that they care about because of this um, and then kind of forget about that and move forward. This is a reminder that, you know, when it's your time, it's your time. Um, I thought Shannon Sharp had a great point where he said that, you know, 41 seems very young, but when you've lived a life that is fulfilling and as accomplished as Kobe did, then 41 is an eternity. And so um, I think that it's important to just remember that, again, life is is fragile um, and that you have to take the time to reach out to the people that you love and you care about and that you want to build relationships with and, and make sure you do that. Um, because again, you never know what can happen. Um, and it's important that, you know, you let people know and give them their flowers while they're here so that you don't have any regrets moving yeah. on. So yeah, real quick. I, I just want to go, you know, through the names, through the names yeah. before we end. Um, so, uh, Kobe Bryant, 41 years old, uh, Gianna Bryant, 13 years old, John Altabelli, 56 years old, Carrie Alt- Altabelli, 46 years old, Alyssa Altabelli, 13 years old, uh, Christina Mauser, 38 years old, um, Era Zobayan, 50 years old, um, Sarah Chester, 45 years old, and Peyton Chester, 13 years old, um, just rest in peace to to all of them and and obviously our our thoughts and our prayers are with with the bryant family and the altabelli family um the mauser and chester and zobayan families as well absolutely all right well that's gonna be a wrap this is day before podcast episode 24 part one again rest in peace to all the families that were affected um either in the crash or just family members in general and anybody that they loved and cared about as well. Um, We'll see you next week.